Welcome to Embrace Disruption, a podcast series brought to you by Accenture. In each of these podcasts, we're diving into some of the key topics affecting financial services today. We talk with leaders throughout the industry to understand how they innovate to thrive and are embracing disruption. Now over to our host for today's show. Hi, this is Nadia from Accenture, and I am at the Accenture booth at Cybos. It's day four. And with me today, I've got Saurabh Verma from Avenard, and he's the financial services lead for Australia. Thanks, Nadia. And Amit Malik, who is the open banking lead for Accenture UK. Thanks, Nadia. Do you guys know each other? Yeah, you know what? We met for the first time here at Cybos. So we've uh, only ever traded emails, and it was great to actually spend a bit of time together and... uh, meet and have some good discussions one-on-one and we thought uh, it'd be great to share some of the discussions that we, we'd had. Absolutely. So I mean that you know as you know uh, open banking's coming here in Australia um, from a regulatory perspective next year is a, is a big year for us where um, all of the big four banks have to start becoming compliant and and you know and it's going to be I guess a new era uh, for banks and uh, customers as well. So um, just wanted to take this opportunity to uh, just talk through the experience in the UK um, and just get some of the lessons learned as well. So would you mind just sharing a little bit about open banking and what's, uh, what that means? Open banking in the UK is actually an offshoot of uh, a larger European regulation called PSD2 and it's, it's open banking in the UK, I would say it as uh, a variant of PSD2. The open banking's journey in UK started a few years ago where the regulator asked the banks to publish a set of banking services through APIs. It it has gone through multiple phases. Uh, Right now, uh, it's it's gone through two releases and there are two more pending. So the the regulatory part of open banking in UK is not uh, not complete. But uh, having said that, the banks have actually proper APIs uh, as per the regulation in production now. So I would say we are eight months into into going live for all of the nine largest UK banks uh, on this. Uh, it's 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 been an interesting journey. I think we have uh, seen our clients uh, initially look at the topic uh, as as some sort of a regulatory activity. But I think what I have observed and what I hope you will also see in Australia is that although the topic starts with something of this is a regulatory thing which we have to do, very soon banks will realize that this has huge potentials and implications for their future business model. This is the platform economy which we have been talking about for ages. This is what we have seen large tech giants do very successfully. This is banking's opportunity to play into that space and be a part of an ecosystem, collaborate with partners and do things differently. Uh, So I'm very hopeful that within a year's time in Australia, you will start having these conversations with clients. But I, going by experience, I would say that the first one year, banks will be too worried about the regulatory part of it and they will not focus enough uh, on, on the commercialization of open banking. And, and I mean that you know that's been such a big topic here at uh, Cybos, with um, the part of APIs, the platform economy, what banks do in the future, and what the opportunity looks like for them. Um, in terms of the journey of becoming regulatory compliant, as you say, that's kind of been I guess a big part of the focus for the UK banks. What have been some of the key challenges or learnings that the the banks have had so far in, in becoming compliant? I guess. So I think. Uh 
lot of banks lot of banks initially thought that api management and implementing an api management solution whether it is a google solution or a microsoft solution or ibm solution uh, is enough uh, but that's just a small part of the entire problem uh, there is huge amount of technology complexity around doing it right doing it uh, at at a scale managing all of the data privacy issues uh, and managing all the security aspects around it so that definitely is something which banks will have to look very carefully uh, and figure out the right way to handle it but beyond that i think there are huge implications on the entire operating model and the customer servicing model in this space you are suddenly changing a system which has always been geared to handle your own customers your products to actually you know managing somebody else's customers providing information about somebody else's products uh, but but this is the new world uh, so so banks will have to have to look at business change and operating model impacts beyond all of the tech- technology stuff which they will do to uh, satisfy the compliance requirements thanks amit and you know the you talk about um, this is a lot more than just api and i guess data becomes such a a key part of this both the data you hold internally as well as the data that you can source so could you just tell us a little bit more about how that sort of played out over the last few months this is this is a very very uh, important question and lot of uh, in my experience in uk a lot of banks had undermined the importance of data in this entire new open banking uh, open banking business model i would say that once you are compliant compliant and you have achieved what the regulator has asked you to do the first thing you need to focus on is data because what open banking will do is give you unprecedented access to a huge amount of data and most banks are not geared to to handle that level of data and and it's they don't have a data driven banking concept in place so i think banks also in parallel need to start figuring out that post psd to post open banking in australia they will have access to a range of banking data from all of the other banks and all banks will have the or will be in the same situation what do they do with all of the data how do they put the right level of analytics artificial intelligence on top of data and you know build things or propositions or journeys which are meaningful to the customer and which at the end benefit the customer and you know we've talked about um, customer experience and putting the customer at the center of everything that organizations do as they get started with this journey um in addition to that i mean do you have any other advice for i guess the, the australian market here locally as as we get started on the, on the open banking journey or or progress on the open banking journey yeah i think uh I think I think what you will see and observe once Australian banks start going through the journey is that there will be a lot of initial focus on on customer which me a customer the end consumer which is more of the retail banking side but what you will realize also very soon is that there is a huge opportunity to significantly improve the value proposition and the service level uh, at the commercial banking level in fact uh, accenture's current hypothesis is based around the fact that the opportunity on sme and commercial banking is much larger than the opportunity at at the retail banking level so that's something which you, which i'm hoping we will see will see where banks start reacting and actually start building uh, platform banking propositions banking as a platform banking as a service especially targeted at their commercial and corporate customers. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a very interesting perspective. So, I mean, are there any examples of what good looks like? 
Sure, ab- absolutely. And I, I think we have seen some early evidence of how banks are leveraging open banking, uh, especially on uh, SME and corporate side. Uh, two of the best examples which I can talk about is what some large European banks are doing around uh, cash management. For example, Commerce Bank has, has a cash management solution in place, which is multi-bank and multi-currency. And, and this is particularly relevant in Europe where you have businesses who are small businesses who are located out of UK, uh, Germany and Switzerland, and these three countries will have different currencies. It's very, fairly complicated for a small business to you know, run banking operations in these three countries, you know, maintain the right level of balances for making all of their payments. Uh, open banking will go a long way to solve this type of problem for the customer. The other thing which we are seeing, which is already done to some extent with some of the larger Australian banks actually, is the integration of banking with accounting packages and ERP. Uh, that's something which is which is picking up quite a bit, and a lot of banks are working on providing uh, banking services via APIs, which can be directly tapped and integrated into either either a treasury management system for a corporate or or a ERP or accounting package for 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 a small and medium business. Great, thanks, Amit. That sounds really exciting. Some. Uh change is definitely on the way and some very interesting times for ahead for all of us so thanks for taking the time thank you very much thank you for inviting me very exciting thank you to both of you for taking the time to come in and speak to us this afternoon at the booth and i hope you enjoy the rest of your time at cybos a special thank you to all our guests for taking the time to talk to us today for more details visit accenture.com slash cybos You've been listening to Embrace Disruption, a podcast series brought to you by Accenture.